Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Introvert Theater Podcast. Um, I know it's been a while, but... Um, every so often, I feel like I neglect this thing. <laughs> and today feels like a particularly good day to talk about um, just something that, that's been on my mind lately. And part of that has to do with... Um, surely the podcast itself and my reason for starting it and eventually at some point I kind of felt like maybe disassociated from it in some sort of way or just kind of di kind of distant from it for a while and I think a lot of that came from getting lost in the podcast's message you know like really had to think about why I started this the intent behind it, um, where I'm going with it, and what I want to do with it. And all of this just kind of comes gradually as, you know, I'm going through what I'm going through, and just kind of exploring my emo emotions um, in a way that's beneficial for me. And I figured it would be beneficial to kind of get this out, because... Essentially, the podcast is a form of expression for me, and I'd be lucky to have someone listen to it and get something from it. So, for those of you that still listen and take something from it, um, and acknowledge and respond, I appreciate it. So, I suppose the a lot of what I put into each episode comes from an, from an emotional perspective. You know, I, I tend to look at film as a way of um, relating to my personal life. You know, if something relates with me or something clicks with me in a certain film, then that's kind of what gets me hooked. You know, it's, it's a high like nothing else. And that's probably the best way I can describe it. And it's been like that since I was a kid, right? I mean, we would sneak into theaters, <laughs> or sneak into multiple viewings of movies with my dad when my brother and I were kids, and we would sometimes sit there and watch stuff like, um, The Bodyguard, or, um, um, what else, what else? Something like Heat, you know, like these films that were geared towards an older audience that you wouldn't think most kids my age at that time wouldn't, would have any interest in, but I remember... Heat, in particular, just sitting there and feeling this this new emotion just kind of, you know, build inside me as I watched the movie progress. And I, and I realized that I felt a sense of empathy or sympathy for each of the characters because they were all going through their own thing. And it's not so much that their situations related to me. I mean, how could they <laughs> at that age, right? But at the very least, the director, Michael Mann, was doing his job, and the writers, in presenting a situation, committing it to film, and knowing full well that people will respond to it in one way or another. Whether or not crime dramas are your thing, you're, you're bound to get an emotional response from something that's well-written. So things like that kind of had me thinking about, again, the podcast and film in general, and perhaps the progression of film, 
you know, all, all we see in, in movie theaters nowadays are um, films that are kind of aimed at my generation, right? Mario Brothers, uh, Ninja Turtles, what else? The Marvel properties, the DC properties, and it's all well and good. Like I said, I'm not here to to put down any type of particular genre or film because I would just be wasting my breath in doing so. But I guess the main point that I want to get with this entry, and I didn't really plot this out because I wanted it to be kind of off the cuff while my mind is kind of racing right now and thoughts are kind of going through my head, but I think this entry I want to talk about emotional responses to film being an introvert, and not necessarily exclusively to being an introvert, but just kind of how to relate to film in general. That's one thing I'm always interested in with people is what they get from it, how they, how everyone kind of responds to it. You know, if you have a letterboxed account, a good portion of the um, reviews by the users are just kind of like smartass remarks and, you know, just stuff for, for likes and whatever, and it's part of why I don't like that particular website. So it's not a really good indicator of how people are responding to film. I mean, you'll find some gold nuggets in there, I'm not going to lie. But it's not a particularly good site that I would really recommend to anybody. So what I would suggest if um, perhaps you're in a situation where you're just kind of formulating your ideas on what what you want in your personal life, what you expect in your personal life, and maybe you're stuck in an, emo an emotional rut, you know, where you have to, where you feel like you have to say something and you're not quite sure how. You lack a means of expression. Maybe you're much younger than I am, which would be really cool, um, and you're listening to this just off of, uh, off a of whim, maybe you saw this tiny little podcast and were curious about it. Um, I would say if you're in a situation like that, where you feel like you're kind of repressed, where you can't express yourself, or where you don't know how, find something that connects with you. Find your space, find your personal space and really get in tune with yourself. Whether you're, intro whether you're introverted or not, go see a movie by yourself and really think about what went into the film. What was the film trying to say? What were the writers trying to say? If you felt something in the pit of your gut while watching it, why did you feel that way? What made you feel that way? Really kind of analyze it. Not so much to denigrate or put it down like most people do these days, but really really think about how that film was a benefit to you and how you felt when you left that dark theater. You know, it's, it's, um, film is an escape, right? And some people don't see it that way. For some people, going to see a film once is it, right? They don't see a replay value in film or owning film you know, owning 4Ks, Blu-rays, etc. There is an inherent value 
in the things you watch, and I think it's really important to kind of separate those things that you associate with and that are important to you and keep them close. Um, a few things I could think about were a lot of John Hughes films. Um, naturally, naturally, they're relatable for me because of where they take place regionally, right? In Illinois. <laughs> so maybe there's a bit of favoritism there, but take a look at things, take a look at films like um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off or The Breakfast Club. Each of them deals with kind of these core values and and um, things that everyone goes through as a teen in high school, right? Uh, particularly the um, the Breakfast Club. We'll start there. Breakfast Club is um, puts these characters together that normally wouldn't hang out together in a high school setting because they're in detention over the weekend. And through their time together, they learn to kind of mingle and not only tolerate each other, but learn about each other, learn about what makes each other tick, right? You learn why the jock is the way that he is, and he's not just living out his father's dreams. He feels the same amount of pressure that any of us would feel in a situation where we have these kind of great expectations kind of, you know, lingering over us. We learn why the quiet girl is quiet. Um which is relatable to all of us introverts, I would imagine, right? She doesn't say a whole lot. And that role and that character probably don't mean a lot, or doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but I bet you we see it differently, right? She says a lot without saying anything, and I think that's something that we're accustomed to. We learn why the, um, the bad boy is a bad boy, you know? Um, we learn why the valley girl is kind of the way she is, and it's not... She doesn't have it as easy as a lot of people think, you know, and it's not something not something a lot of people tend to think about in that setting. So that film kind of helps explore the subtle differences and similarities we could all have if we just take the time to listen to each other, right? So there's an inherent value and ultimately a really good lesson in that film. And then you think about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what an adult would probably see as, um, maybe a negative influence, and maybe kind of a slacker film, or a film geared towards slackers. It's really about taking chances, right? You get um, Cameron, who's living in fear of his father, and is just just as content laying in bed for no good reason, rather than go out and associate and, and associate with people. Again, he's a character that I kind of latched onto because I kind of felt like him at certain times in my life. And then you get Ferris, who's more adventurous, more outgoing, more of an extrovert, but their friendship works in that they kind of challenge each other, you know, in these kind of underlying ways that aren't made so apparent to the, the viewing audience. And again, that film is about taking risks and going out and just breathing 
taking taking in a nice, beautiful day, you know, regardless of where you are. You don't have to be in Chicago. You don't have to be downtown. You don't have to be in the middle of a parade. All of that is exaggerated. You know, you don't have to go to a Cubs game on your day off. Just take the time, take a day off, and breathe. You know, take in the day. It's a really important lesson that I think... Um, is kind of overlooked because of maybe the negative connotation that adults kind of see that film in. Then I was thinking about a film called um, 500 Days of Summer, which is essentially about a really bad breakup, and the main character is questioning his worth, his... um, And he's kind of a... um, He's kind of a, um, not so much an emotional person, but he wears his heart on his sleeve, so it makes it easy for him to kind of not only fall into these trappings of um, preconceived notions of what love is and should be, but when these relationships fail, (laughs) he goes down this dark abyss, and it's really hard for him to get out. And only his sister can kind of pull him out, which is kind of funny, because she's probably like nine or ten years old to his 25, you know, 26 years old. And it's a really unique relationship they have because they they really have these really adult conversations about love. And she's always talking about how she's going from one boyfriend to the next, you know, and he can barely tolerate losing one. And he just doesn't understand how she's able to move forward. And so naturally the... um the hero of the film, to quote one of the songs, um, falls for this girl really hard, and she kind of does, and depending on your perspective of the film, um, maybe kind of leads him on, or he either, either that, or he misinterprets her, her actions, right, which is fair from both perspectives. And you can really look at the film in that light. It doesn't really demonize one character over the other, but it gives a fair perspective, I think, and that's a really cool modern way to look at love. You know, you don't owe anybody anything. And I think that's something we tend to forget sometimes, you know? Because we all get kind of caught up in our own emotions, and um, in a lot of ways it's about selfishness. Um... Both of these characters are selfish in, in in their own way. You know, she knows what she needs, and she's going to get it. He knows what he needs, and he's going to get it. But see, each of these characters hit a certain point, and their relationship kind of plateaus, and she kind of moves gradually away from him. And you can't really fault people for that, and it's really hard sometimes not to. And again, that's just what love does to us, right? Unfairly, but sometimes it does, and it sometimes it takes us kind of going through these emotions and situations to really learn. Sometimes it's too late, and sometimes it happens um, right in front of you, and you're able to catch it. But I think it's the important lesson learned there 
is that while we each have our own perspective of love and expectations, um, we should remember to at least hold the other person in high regard and respect them, respect their decisions, respect their actions. And if we hurt each other, really just take the time to kind of sort things out, spend time away from each other, um, make, the, make the choice to reach out or not to, um, just work it out in our own kind of way that makes sense. And hopefully, if you're with the right person, everything will work itself out. And sometimes it might not be the answer that you're looking for, but that's kind of what the film kind of touches on, right? Regardless of what happens, tomorrow's another day. And again, that's just one of the many things that we forget. So those are just kind of some kind of off-the-cuff ideas that I had when thinking about film. I tend to think about what other people think about film and what I think about film. And there's a lot to take from it, you know? And it's all based on perspective. Um, actually, one film that I was thinking about recently is Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, which is this fantastic film, which is semi-autobiographical. Um, and it's really neat, because in the special features to the film, yeah, I'm one of those nerds who will watch special features, <laughs> but um, because I'm genuinely interested, I think he's a wonderful director, and he's one of my favorites. But um, The Fablemans is a very personal story, right? It's essentially about him growing up, and his parents you know, separating and divorcing eventually, and how he dealt with it as a kid, and how it affected him So the fucking day that he filmed it, which is amazing, like, um, he talked about, or at least the producer of the film talked about how it didn't really hit Spielberg until, you know, the actors kind of walked on set dressed as his mother and father, and they, they showed, um, picture of, you know, him and his family together when he was a kid compared to the actors and how they were dressed and they looked so much like his mom and dad and they said you know, that Spielberg actually kind of broke down a couple of times just kind of experiencing everything all over again and can you imagine that? Like you know, at his at his age I think it's um, I think it's kind of a beautiful sentiment, right? To be able to acknowledge your feelings what maybe 50 60 years later it's incredible and to be able to commit it to film and and just use it as kind of um a means of expression you know which is essentially why people get into that business and while people kind of joke about him being joke about him being out of touch or getting out of touch at some point in his career because of all the, you know, big big blockbusters that he's worked on. I think this film is a good reminder of why he is so great at what he does. It's, you know, it's, it's a film about loss. It's a film about finding out who you are, who you want to be. And it's a film about forgiveness. You know, realizing that you, in this case, he didn't. He wasn't the cause for his parents' divorce, and 
they each loved him in their own way. Um, so film is relatable in a lot of ways that I think is only beneficial for you. So there's just something that was on my mind that I wanted to kind of record and put out. And because, again, I felt like I was neglecting the podcast and I really wanted to put something out. And I really wanted it to be something that kind of meant something to me and maybe to kind of get this podcast back on track. So with that said, I think this is kind of a good place to wind this down. And again, you know, if you're listening, still listening, and um, maybe you find yourself in a situation where you're going through either heartbreak or loss or what have you, and it feels like the world has ended, um, it hasn't. You know, we, um, we all kind of hit these hurdles, and the best you can do is just kind of move forward and... Um, really focus on yourself and think about what you want, what you need to move forward. And just hope for the best. Always look forward. You know, never keep that chin up, right? So yeah, I think it's really important to find a means of expression regardless of what it is, whether it's watching a film uh, committing yourself to an art project, maybe uh, recording some music if you're a musician. The list is endless. Find what's right for you. Find your your niche. Find your um, your means of expression because it's, it's so important to get yourself out there, even if no one listens or hears. Make it something personal for you. Um, Make sure that it means something. Make sure that you hit an emotional resonance with yourself. Um, and whether you decide you want to share that with people or not is entirely up to you. The most important thing I would advise, if you're listening to this and you're finding yourself stuck in a rut, is that you do what is true to you. It might take you a while to find what it is, there's so much out there worth exploring. So I hope that if you find yourself emotionally stunted, that you remember that. Take the time to explore what's out there and enjoy even just a day sitting outside and taking in the sun or taking in the rain and go for a walk in the rain. Whatever suits your fancy. <laughs> so with that, I think I'm going to close this out. That was a little bit about emotional responses to film and perhaps the importance of film and things that um, I find interesting about film. So yeah, um, next episode, I don't know when it'll be or what it's going to be about, but I feel kind of good about this entry. So again, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Take care, and until next time. <laughs>